Anyway, I'm Pat. <sighs> Am I Will? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could do a legit start, but I mean, might as well just start and then start talking, you know? All right. This is Patrick. I'm Will. And I'm Chris. And we are Guys With Issues. I screwed that up. Uh, why? You, you you took my this. I did. I took his this. That's because you and so started I had, weird. Uh, yeah. We're yeah. not gonna do this again. This is a bit we've already unintentionally <laughs> done from like just what two weeks ago. Was, was it? I don't know. I don't know either. But I left it in when Will made us redo it. <laughs> I I yeah that was the. But you don't listen. That, so he heard knows. that one. That's the one Pat and I listened to <laughs> on the way back so that from was, the convention. Oh, so it's last. It'll be last week's then if we if yeah. we load this. So that yeah. so we're re, we're rehashing something that technically we recorded months and months ago, but just released last week. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of the jokes. You know, that's because you normally don't listen to them anyway. You just say them once, and you'll yep. never know again. Post and ghost. Um, but this is a live episode, like live, not live, but like recent. This is almost real to date. Yeah, O sevens in chat. This is live. <laughs> what? Uh, that what? was what? That was that? Uh, a Pat. <laughs> Pat's the only one that got that joke <laughs> in this room. That I mean, that's that's fair. What is that? Okay. You're not gonna tell us. So what... <laughs> that's like a Twitch thing. I wondered. Yeah, it sounded very because if you type O seven, it looks like somebody's saluting. Oh, okay, I see. I yeah, with the sevens like the arm up. Yes. Okay, I see it. I understand the context now. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, we're recording a special issue, special issue, Comic Con issue, Fan Expo issue, Fan Expo, which is a Comic Con. I mean, and that is what it is. It is considered a comic convention. That is what it is. <laughs> there were plenty of comic books there. And so. comic actors. And voice actors. That act comic people on screen. <laughs> right. That's what a Comic-Con is. It's just nerd stuff. Sure. Nerd stuff. But we went to Fan Expo. We went to Fan Expo Chicago. The next one is... Canada, I think. And we're not going to that. Which is a shame because they have some people there that aren't that weren't at this one. We might just Hayden go. Christensen is gonna be there. We could meet Anakin. We could. It's mm. next weekend. This coming weekend now. Oof. <laughs> I do have a valid passport. Let's go. <laughs> oh man. I can't afford to do it again. You guys just went for a day, but I was well, there. Well, you went three. ham. I was there to support my pal, and, you... and that was why I went for a whole weekend. Is so he had somebody to hang out with. That's literally why I went, and I had yeah. fun. Um, you know, for the longest time, I thought he had a booth there for his comic he, book. Store. He'd done it before in the past, but not he had it. Didn't it? Didn't generate enough revenue for him to really think it was worth spending the weekend mm, doing it i see 
but it was a good time. I had fun. Friday when we went up, it was okay. We just walked the floor. So what Fan Expo is, I guess we should just say it. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it had, like like we were saying, it had actors, it had voice actors, had a ton of cosplayers, it had comic creators, it had comic artists, it had a bunch of independent artists. There's a whole mm-hmm. section that's just people who try to sell their art and crafts and things. And then there's a big, like, merchandise area with T-shirts and bags and... Uh, replica swords for cosplayers and all or that guns. kind of stuff. Yeah, foam guns from Destiny. I, I almost bought that Malfeasance. That was a oh. cool Malfeasance. It was, mal- it was a cool Malfeasance. Yeah. I have the Ace of Spades. My friend Dustin bought it for me one year. He bought the last word, and he gave me Ace of Spades. Huh. So That's nice I enough. didn't see any last words there this time. I nope. saw uh, there was another one that was there, but I can't remember what it was. But I thought it was interesting. There was only Ace of Spades and Malfeasance at most of the booths. Popularity is dying. That's Good. actually not true, probably. I played last week. Why would Theo's you Theo's been playing. Theo's been playing. He likes it. Mm. He's actually... I shouldn't let people know that, but like... <laughs> feel like his hand-eye coordination is pretty good with that game compared to some of the other stuff he does. Well, he, he does love spaceships. He does love spaceships, and he loves riding the bike, but he's, yeah. At he's, least there's not a, like, a lot of gore, any gore. No, I still don't think it's good to let him shoot things, but he he thinks that's fun. Most yeah. of them are robots that he he's like, I got that robot. So, uh, but yeah, and he thinks having a robot friend as in the ghost popping that up he thinks that's super cool but he calls it the spaceship game oh of course so but anyway uh yeah i went up for friday saturday sunday these two hooligans met me on sunday for some fun we sure did yep originally they were going to come up saturday and it didn't work they had to go sunday i really wish you guys would have come saturday though because Saturday was so much fun uh, for me. I had a really fun time Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, met Zachary Levi, who plays Shazam, and Chuck in the TV show Chuck, and Flynn Rider in Tangled. I uh, met him, got a fist bump from him and stuff. <laughs> it was cool. Uh, went to his panel. One of the funniest things I've ever watched live. No question. No. Yeah. Um, he sure. talked about all kinds of stuff, but he couldn't talk about the movies he was in because of the strike going on, which he talked about why they support it, how in 10 years the threat it has on so many people's jobs in the industry, uh, the unfair treatment of like most people under his top. Because he talked about being like in the 1% of actors who are like well paid and taken care of and how yeah. pretty much like anybody under that is kind of getting crapped on. Uh, from mm-hmm. studios and they're really striking ultimately for regulations and so that people also don't get screwed by the studio who are on those levels yeah um, and it, they're... it's not really the top people complaining ultimately no, they're no, supporting but... the people who do the work with them there's also an ai element a big one yeah big one because a lot of studios now literally like for extras instead of paying you to be on set for a couple days and they pay you so much a day to be an extra uh they're yeah. like hey here's like 20 bucks we're gonna take your picture and we're gonna use ai to animate you in the background now mm. and things like crazy stuff so 
Isn't that what all actors get paid for? To to be extra? <laughs> yep. All actors are extra. Zachary Levi was extra. He mm. cried on stage a couple of times. Oof. Um, no, like in a good way though. Like so he, yeah. ugly he talked no. Well he had to hold himself back one time. He was getting super emotional. Um and he taught it was he was hilarious too funniest thing is when he's like how many of you is the first time being at a zachary levi panel and a bunch of us raised our hands and he's like yeah you are in for a treat i don't use a moderator uh you guys came to see me and i came because of you guys so we're not doing that kind of interview thing it's just me and you and he's like so we'll see what happens and then he goes and for those of you with little kids in the audience uh, it's probably going to be their first time for some things too, because I'm super expressive and I love the F word. Except yeah. he didn't say the F word. He says, I find it to be very expressive. <laughs> and There's, so, uh, uh, my oldest sister would also agree. Oh, she would. Yeah. We talked about that. Uh, yep. Zachary Levi's expressive. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That she's exactly she's what I meant fan. by that. Uh, but yeah, his panel was so fun. Like, and it, he was just, you could tell he was very genuine. It wasn't an act. You could tell like just from what he talked about and he, and he like half of it felt like, a, a motivational speech, Ted talk kind of thing where he's talking to people about mental health and doing all this stuff and about things that he struggled with and like video game addiction and, and anesthetizing to try to to cover up the acknowledging problems you have. And like, he did like real talk, but then he also talked about his movies and it was hilarious. <laughs> and yeah. like, uh, it was good stuff. Um, yeah. especially since he couldn't actually say the names of the characters or movies. Yeah. That happened in the Andy circus panel. Pat and I attended with you, uh, yeah. on Sunday, which, which was I, interesting. It was interesting to hear him talk, but I feel it was more, it was too far the other way. Too far the other way. Too yes. scripted. I did like this. Isn't a slight against Andy Circus, but no. I feel like he was more acting on stage than being just himself. I like part of that probably could be he was, you know, because you said Le uh, Zachary Levi slipped up a once or twice. He slipped up a couple of times and actually said like the name of a movie and he'd be yeah. like, crap. Because so, he didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. I'm, and Andy Circus was probably like, I'm just going to stick. He probably got all the questions the interviewer, the moderator mm -hmm. had. And it's like, I'm just going to, because there was almost zero pause in between the moderator asking questions and him giving a response. Yeah. It was which, a very normal interview. Like what yeah. you see on television. Mm -hmm. I missed like half of it. Yeah, because you fell asleep. Yeah, hey, you were watching Andy Circus live, and, and you I fell was, asleep. I was tired. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Now I kind of regret. I wish he was one person that I considered getting an autograph from, and then you could have actually talked to him for a minute. Because when the you sign, when they sign your stuff, you stand there and you talk to them for a minute. Like it's your opportunity to get that moment of connection with somebody that you maybe you admire you know what i mean yeah and just because i do think he's like the top tier of hollywood uh speaking of which him him being heavily moderated i think yeah. that's why they didn't do the open mic oh definitely both of the other panels i went to did the open mic hmm. and so i don't know why they were one the guy moderating it was an actual uh, news 
and like anchor or journalist or something like he does interviews for a living for a chicago news station yeah and he even said that it was wasn't the first time he interviewed andy circus no he brought up being in new zealand once when they interviewed because he talked about putting the mocap suit on yeah i think he said he was at a wedding i don't know mocap wedding in new zealand dude that would be hilarious everybody everybody wears it but that way you pay somebody afterwards to like impose other things spruce it up dude if either of you ever find the right person you need to do a mocap wedding that would be awesome feels expensive no people do stuff like that at home now i mean you gotta do like you you have apps for that you can cut out the cost of your tuxedos your the wedding dress wedding dresses are big gray onesie with some balls on it yeah. You probably tape cotton balls on it and get tracking on it. I really feel probably. like you would have to find the right woman for that. Yeah, that's how you know she's the right woman. <laughs> Are you down to a mocap wedding? <laughs> Let's Just go. Add, a first date. That's the first question it's you It's not ask. like you're asking to dress like a furry, okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a mocap thing. You can do whatever. Technically, you could, I guess. Oh, speaking of perfect women that we would find in our lives i just want to say i have a wonderful wife who would never actually poison me (laughs) nor nor uh did she sit around on her butt for 11 years when Uh, (laughs) when, (laughs) i've realized that the few times that i've the way i've gone about saying some things might paint the incorrect picture of the lovely wife that i actually have um, and she makes sure to correct me after she listens to the episodes. Mm. So uh, as you're listening to this, sweetheart, because I know you are, I appreciate you. She was a stay-at-home mom for 11 years. Um, and that's that's why I said she has a real job now. Because being a stay-at-home mom is a job. It's a job. It's work. And uh, so I wanted to clarify. I have to make sure that I get all this out on a recent episode so it's not like months down the line when I finally have a chance to say to clear the air. It probably right. is for the best. <laughs> uh, actually, do are we just doing this? Do we want to read an email? <laughs> we have one. We have do we want to read the one that she said? That's what I would... <laughs> sure, who wants to do it? I should have had us do this first. <laughs> are you going to read it like you did with Heather? Uh, yeah, I can. Okay. So here's I, our email segment. I have not read this email. Oh, we do have I another email. Yeah. But uh, do we want to throw it in since we're not doing like a real talk today? Do we want to read both? Sure. Okay. So you go ahead. Read Actually, the first one. Well, and I'll read, the, yeah, I'll read the second this time. All right. Yeah. So I think I said I was talking to my mom. And uh, she specifically isn't going to email us because she's too afraid we will read it <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> so instead... I'm just going to talk about all the time she calls me and the stuff that we talk about. So that works. That works. Yeah. Uh, my wife, for uh, episode, <laughs> uh, it would be issue six, was texting me responses, and I told her, "Why don't you email?" And on set, or no, it would have been five. And then look, I don't know. I just I don't, don't know. Me. No, she emailed on seven. Text me on six. That's what it was. Anyway, it is super unimportant, and I'm probably nope. not going to edit this one much, so that's all going to nor- normally Good. get chopped out, but it's probably just sitting here now. Yeah, this is this is yeah. how we actually well, sound, everybody. This is, this we're is, uh, flying by the seat. Oh, man. 
We don't no wear structure pants. Steve. No, no structure Steve is here today. Oh, no good. structure Nostromo. <laughs> he took the day off. Well. Anyway, anyway, the uh, the subject of this email is mm-hmm. arsenic. <laughs> Dear Christopher, I don't appreciate you slandering my name, and if you've noticed, if you've noticed an uptick in your arsenic, I would encourage you to double check your ingredients because you have been making the majority of our meals <laughs> since I started working in April. Maybe I'm the one that should be concerned. Yeah, I I'll agree. S- <laughs> I agree. She should be concerned. <laughs> Uh, I also wanted to mention that while I definitely do not love dinosaurs more than you, they are in my top five favorite things. My top pick would be a uh, Lystrosaurus. I enjoy the buff they give, and they're great at backflips. I would like to suggest a couple for your February Valentine's issue, Nightwing and Starfire. Oh, there you go. Uh I've never once looked up critic reviews to determine if I was going to see a movie. I don't know if I'm in the minority, but my desire to see a movie is solely based on the subject material and my reception of the trailers. I'm willing to make you merch and will even give you guys a family discount. Ooh. (laughs) I'm not even Uh, family. That's amazing. Oh, she considers you family. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, and then she has the... Colon with the the P with the you know the the face with face sticking your tongue the, out sticking your tongue, tongue out, out yeah. face and she says thank you then uh, she signs off yeah she she listens to us at work it's one of her weekly I know. <laughs> weekly. we gotta we gotta take that into account and just like talk about her so that <laughs> and just say stuff so that she starts busting out laughing because I hope she has earphones in and so like I... nobody else can hear and so she'll just like chuckle start chuckling and like blush and then her co-workers will just look at her like what's going on right now and she's just can't explain because it's just yeah 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 we should yeah. that's a good plan that's a good plan so you better watch out yeah We're she is our for you she's our target audience <laughs> literally. literally we're gonna target you now uh good luck her reference to the dinosaur, by the way, is because she plays Ark. I yeah, That's... I was gonna say like <laughs> the buff it gives and it's great at backflips. I'm like, yeah, it's and definitely she definitely an likes dinosaurs more than me. I'm, pr- I would debate that. I mean, Theo had to get it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I don't know. I think that. I think she probably does. I I would disagree with her on that one. Mm. Uh, there was something else I was going to say. What did I look at you when she said there was something in her email that I was going to tease about, but I wanted you to finish reading it. Um, and, oh, dang it. It was oh, me uh, this time. It was it Stop it. Stop making the buzz. Uh, um, I was going to say, oh, she uh, and I had a discussion about the Nightwing and Starfire. Yeah. Because I told her, I said, you know, I really like Night, Nightwing and Barbara, like Batgirl. Oh, and because they have like the romance that I really like, but Nightwing and Starfire is what she wants. So maybe we'll have to talk about like the. Re- we should do an episode, <laughs> a joke one that's like the relationships of Dick Grayson. <laughs> that could be an extra. Yeah, I mean, like it, it. It uh, he's had some really interesting love interests. <laughs> that's an uh, that's an interesting phrase. Yep, but. Uh, I know I'm a big fan of uh, I'm I'm a proponent of Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon, 
Starfire and Dick, I think, actually. I might be wrong. So, again, you know, we fumble through our comic facts, and I have the most uh, foggy uh, years of knowledge (laughs) up there. But I think that Dick almost... Did he almost marry Starfire one time? It was, like, leading up, and I think they almost Mm. got married. I mean, look, I have absolutely no idea, so I'm going to say yes. I'm pretty sure sure they were, like, headed that direction and had a huge fallout. It sounds right to me. Spoilers for the Valentine's episode. Isn't there, like, an animated series where they are married and have a son? I don't know. Maybe? Maybe? I have no idea. Is this fan fiction? Could be uh, fan is, fiction. Is this something you read on the Nightfire. internet? This is it, definitely something be, I've read on the internet. If Starfire and Dick and Nightwing, we'll call him Nightwing, because her name's Corey. So if we're going to call her Starfire, we might as well call him Nightwing. If Starfire and Nightwing had a kid, would it be Nightfire or Starwing? <laughs> Starwing, who would have to be a Starship pilot, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it'd have to be Nightfire. Yeah, or you know they could sounds be like their a own sultry podcast. You're tuned in to Nightfire, <laughs> the podcast um. for arsonists, <laughs> arsonists, anarchists, and I almost said something, but if I'm not doing a lot of editing, I'm not going to put that in. <laughs> so anyway, we have another email. Um, as you know, we're interrupting our con talk. Because why not? Why not? So uh, this one is from an email called Ranger Reach Out. And I'm going to, I'll shout that out because Ranger Reach Out is a support group for mental health for people who are struggling, who are like kind of part of the Power Rangers fan community uh, because of what happened with Jason David Frank and his uh, suicide last last year, I believe. Um, it was either earlier this year or, or it was last year. I want to say last year. Um but uh, this this person, who I'll name at the end when they name themselves. Uh, well, actually, we're going to name them now because they named them Longbox Logan is the name of the email. So Logan uh, of Ranger Reach Out uh, emailed us. He said, hey, Logan here waiting for the call, guys, to drop that y'all show is finally up and running. And they finally did. I started with your origin episode, and I went right for my boy Constantine. When I was seven, my first three comics I picked up at the bookshop in Warsaw. I wonder if it was Chimps. It might have been. Might have been Chimps in Warsaw. That's fun. Uh, When I was seven, my first three comics I picked up at the bookshop in Warsaw was Sonic the Hedgehog. I had a Sonic uh, comic. Ghost Rider and Hellblazer. Seven years old reading Hellblazer. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, No parental supervision. and (laughs) (laughs) And I've been reading comics uh, ever since, and I lean hard into the supernatural and monster stuff. I have all 300 issues of the Hellblazer run from 1988 to 2013. In that run, John never once fell victim to any of the DC resets, which is true. It actually ran like 300 t- true issues. Then he said, as a diehard fan, I have got to say, I hate the movie robbed the character of everything that made him amazing His attitude, his looks, even stripped him of being British. But the show, that was amazing. Matt Ryan is the personification of Constantine. And even after the show got canceled, he has voiced him in every animated rendition thus far. I'm a firm believer 
if the show had not been forced onto NBC, even though it was developed by CW, it would have survived. But unfortunately, the CW did not want another occult show with a guy in a trench coat and a tie. Now that makes sense. I look forward to checking out even more of y'all's show. I'm a diehard fan of comics. I have a Green Lantern emblem tattooed on me. Hal Jordan for life. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, along with Ghost Rider and Scud, the disposable assassin. <laughs> Keep up the good work, and if you ever want a suggestion, I say y'all read Scud, the disposable assassin. The whole shebang. Sorry, I write like trash. LOL. Longbox Logan. Well, thank you. That was great. Yeah. Longbox Logan. Thanks, Logan. And I know as a fellow, he he has is now a retired podcaster. His podcast oh. was a paranormal podcast. He was part of... Uh, Oh, why am I blanking on it? I wanted to say two stop. Um, but the uh, United States of Paranormal. That's what oh, it's called. Okay. The United States Paranormal. They actually have a huge following. Logan was a big part of their social media. Uh, he's no longer. He's moved moved away from that, I believe. And uh, I know he's still very active in the Ranger community. So uh, so he does. He even has like concept art for Rangers that like never existed and stuff. That's awesome. Whoa. Yeah, no, it's cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, a he's a cool dude he would be great to have on as a guest sometime yeah uh longbox logan if you want to shoot me another email uh <laughs> give me some tips on that social media i would uh, appreciate it thank you yeah please logan will would love to have input uh, they had they had like thousands of listeners a week or something oh. like they they were i think it was a week or a month they like they, they were pretty big well it sounds to me like we need to uh read some more of that constantine and bring you guys did enjoy it we did it was very it was very good i think we need to check out this scud the disposable assassin because right? just the good. name of that it it rings a bell like i feel like i've seen the comic or the title but the i list. can't tell you about it Oh, it's on. It'll go on the list. We'll probably do it sooner than later since it was a suggestion. Oh, Might yeah. as well bump it up. Sure, bump it up. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Logan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that you're enjoying it. We love that you're a comic fan who's who's having fun along with us. Uh, if we read something you haven't read and you think it sounds good because of us, awesome. Check it out. Uh, hopefully that we jive with you. Sometimes I'm a I'm a fellow Lantern fan, man. We're gonna we're gonna try to read some good Lantern on here eventually. So. I mean, we well, already, we, could, we, are, we did read some Good Lantern, but but it's not well, aired yet. We could always have them on. Oh, <laughs> when we do right. the Lantern, but we're stuff. talking like the Big Lantern stuff eventually. Yeah. Maybe we're we might do that. Yeah. Which which Gunner and I joked about, right? He he thought maybe that would be our next one after this Nightfall run that we're doing. And I told him we've decided on what we're going to follow. Like we have a bit of a, a pocket between yeah, finishing yeah. Night mm-hmm. Quest and and Night's End and. And then, you know, before we jump into doing something else that's ongoing, which, by the way, if you listen and you are enjoying that we're doing an every other week thing, uh, let us know that. We would love that feedback. Uh, The more people that let us know if, yes, you do like it or no, you don't, that might help sway us a little bit into what we decide to do. But but we enjoy doing the every other week thing. Um, Did we ever explain why we do it that way? Yeah, to give people a break. We we explain oh. it in one of the episodes. Okay. Um, well, I th- I thought it was because uh, it also I keeps mean, us from doubling up yeah, reading like, like a continuous arc and and the opinion. Yeah, so yeah we say I, that early on. Oh, uh, <laughs> it probably help if I actually listen. To that. <laughs> it might. But uh, but no. Um, Gunner made a comment about uh, 
because I will be, I'm actually going to be on this week's, like the, when, if you're listening to this, I was on this week's episode of the call guys Oh, cool! <laughs> talking about Batman. That was their theme. So Gunnar asked if I'd be on mm-hmm. as their Batman guest. And we talk about guys with issues quite a bit. Gunnar and Colton brought it up. Um, and, uh, he mentioned needing my comics back that he borrowed because of, he's like, oh, you guys are probably going to read Green Lantern. And I said, we will eventually. Like, that is something we're all interested in. And I know you two will like it. But I told him, if we actually do the whole story, like the one, two, end, which isn't crazy, but it is. I was like, if we do every other week, and we do like six issues a week to keep it reasonable, right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, we're going to read that for like a year. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what the best way. There are some like major story arcs that we could like hit and then stop for a while, do something else, hit, stop. But we'll figure that out. If you if if you're listening now and you think that sounds cool or terrible, again, let us know. Yes, please. At longbox at guyswithissues.com. <laughs> I, I I signed off my phone call with my mom with that. <laughs> like, uh, all right, mom, I love you, and if you uh have any comments or suggestions feel free to email me at longbox at guyswithissues.com and she was just laughing that's i'm gonna amazing. have to do that to my that wife amazing. one day or something man that's so funny oh man oh well i i should correct myself i tried to sign off but i did the whole uh who's your goodbye where i said that we said goodbye but then we just kept talking right yeah that's yeah that's the thing yeah Apparently, it's um, phone calls when you're visiting people's houses. You you, you say bye, you, you start walking in the door, and then you just start talking some more. The Midwest right. goodbye. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it is, the Midwest yeah, goodbye. Yeah, Midwest goodbye. Then you talk in the driveway, and then you open your car door, and you just kind of hang out, and you talk a little bit more. Yep, and, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's because we just love connecting in the Midwest. It's what we have. Oh, yeah. We don't have things to do. We just have people. We have connecting and corn. That's what we have. We have corn connections. Corny Corn. connections. Oh, hey, I got it. Oh, you guys had a corny connection just <laughs> now. Yeah. Let's go. So, uh, overall, though, uh, so you guys saw the circus panel you mentioned. We, that's what we were talking about before the email. And then we thought, oh, email. Yeah, hey, back, that's cool. Back to the con. Back to the con. Um, so, and we all, it sounds like we all kind of felt the same about that, that it felt very manufactured that panel yeah yes. where like i said the zachary levi panel was like the total opposite of manufactured yes. it was a man on stage just talking people would ask questions and he would he is verbose he's very uh gregarious and very emotive and i was like is this what it's like when people talk to me because i feel like it he is. and i vibe yes, it is. <laughs> and so uh that was so fun that was so fun uh, I also met the voice actors for um, My Hero Academia, uh, Deku, Deku, yeah, the, ma- sure. the main kid. That's a character. Um, that is a character. And uh, Tanjiro, is that what we said? Demon Slayer? Yep. Tanjiro. I met the voice actors for both of them. Also, Tanjiro, for any of you who don't watch anime, but happen to watch the Netflix anime for Cyberpunk 2077, Edge Runners, uh, he also plays the main character in that. That wears like the yellow paramedics EMT jacket. So just to just to inform everybody on how plugged in I am, I didn't even realize Netflix had a cyberpunk anime. 
Yeah, it's like in the universe of Cyberpunk 2077. No idea. In the game, you can find a brain dance of the opening scene of that show. And then if you follow the plot line, you get the jacket that the main character wears. Oh, that's fun. It kind of helped revive the game even because it was so popular. People who hadn't played it, Mm -hmm. watched it, loved it, and wanted to experience more. And so it revived the game, basically. Yeah. So... I met a guy who was he was staying at my hotel who cosplayed his character from Cyberpunk. Like I saw the jacket and it was like the street samurai demon jacket with like the things on the shoulder and all that. And I was like It's did, Cyberpunk. Did we see him on Sunday? Yeah, I think you we walked by him and yeah. I said, "Hey, check that guy yeah. out. He's Cyberpunk." Um, so Saturday, he didn't have it on. He said Sunday he was going to wear it, but he had a mantis arm attachment um, to wear, which is like a big blade that comes out of your arm in the video game. Yeah. He also, the gun he had strapped to his thigh was Johnny Silverhand's gun from the game. Nice. Um, and like, but his whole outfit was his character from the game. Like shoes, jeans, like the way he was dressed is how he dresses in the game. He had the LEDs for the collar of the jacket, but he hadn't installed them yet. Mm. Um, and so I pulled my phone out because I do all the photo mode stuff. And I was like, this is what my character looks like. And he was like, dude, that's awesome. And we talked for a while in the hotel lobby because um, they were all the cosplayers would hang out at night, like in this huge group by the elevators and escalators and stuff at the top of them. And they would just hang out. But it was like, cosplayer exclusive for the most part some of them still had costumes on some didn't some had makeup but they had all met throughout the day Mm -hmm. at like the cosplay meetups you know what i mean um but i talked to him for a bit and he said he's been cosplaying cyberpunk for years he got the game at launch fell in love with it um and he would go he said once in a while he'd see like a johnny silverhand or somebody at a con but he said like nobody was cosplaying it and he was like why this game is so amazing like the art style and the design and like it's just so cool. And he said, and then Edge Runner came out and like at the con this past weekend, um, there were tons of people with like the yellow paramedic jacket and stuff with like there I saw quite a few people who at least had that jacket for cosplay. Uh and he was saying that the that the anime actually has increased the amount of people he was saying seeing that been cosplaying. That's cool. Um so he was trying to get more and more people into it, and he was mm-hmm. like talking with them and stuff like that. You could tell he was genuinely like very passionate, like genuinely passionate about it, uh, to the point where he was telling me that he has all these like things from the game, and he has them like on his walls at at home, like like weapons and things like that. Like it was just like wow. it's like his favorite thing. That's cool. You could say and he so. was a fan. Yeah, <laughs> is a fan. I think so. Which yeah. is why he was at Fan Expo. Yeah. But it yeah, fits. he was he was super pumped. He made me want to want to play my character from Cyberpunk. It was just a cyber detective, man. My guy just looks yeah. like a noir detective, and so it wouldn't be that hard. No, I just need like a light up visor. They had some there, like the over eye oh, ones. They? they did. I almost bought one just because I was like, it's like what my guy wears. Right. Um. But yeah, there were so many cool cosplayers. Uh, there was a really cool Sephiroth there on Saturday. She was Trunks from Dragon Ball Z on Sunday. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But she was a her Sephiroth looked really good, um, and it was just it was so fun to just see all these people having a good time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pat and I walked in with Goku. We did with the shirtless one with yep. the big hair, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, white haired Goku. Yeah, whatever. 
Yeah. He should have had like lights in it. <laughs> like he's charging up. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. Uh, but what did you guys think? Have you, you've been to many cons, Pat. Yes. Um, how did it compare to other cons you've been to? It was Midland. Mid- okay. That's kind of, Nick said this year he thought it was lacking compared to prior years, but this is one of the first years this company has taken it over. So, I mean, I mean, it was fine. I've been to smaller cons. I've been to larger ones. It's, yeah. It was it was all right. For what they, you know, the amount of people, I think they had a decent amount of stuff. But, yeah, no, it was, it was all right. Yeah. That's kind of what I felt about a lot of the shop floor area. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a lot of the same stuff kind of over and over. It was okay. Yeah. yeah. What did you think, Will? Have you have it, you been, I know you'd been to PopCon. And you've been to, to Gen Con. Been to big, uh, I've been to Gen Con. I've Had you been, been to a to... comic focused con? Uh, no, I don't think so. I this was had. like your first like Comic Con kind of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How do you think it compared to the other conventions you'd been to? Technically, Gen Con is bigger. Gen Con is huge. Although pe- people wise, the amount of visitors, uh, it's not. They they estimated around seventy to eighty thousand at Fan Expo, which is top of. Gen Con's record, hmm. so, hmm. but anyway, no, I did. I did enjoy it. It was a much different experience because you know I didn't expect to just be able to like walk into a panel because at Gen Con, even PopCon, I think had a few actors with panels and stuff you can go talk to. Those all you had to pay for to get in, like you had to pay for a ticket. Oh, really? Most cons yeah, like, you don't. Wow, PopCon like Pop. Gen Con, I think you do, don't you? Not that I'm... I, there are things that you have to buy a ticket for, but most of them, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that you don't. Interesting. Maybe all the stuff I just looked at. Maybe. That could be. But overall, yeah. what, what were your feelings about it? How'd you feel about it? Uh, it, you was, think? it was it was, it was was all right, you know. Um, felt like it didn't have quite as many vendors there. Obviously, the, the area is a lot smaller. Yeah, I think that um, might have been what it was. The area that it's in isn't. It's like it's surprising that they had seventy to eighty thousand people. Yeah. Go through there over the course of the four days, just like what they estimate for. Yeah. Know, size wise, it's a lot smaller than. Well, it also has that upstairs area, but there's no like vendors. That's where all the panels and stuff are. Right. Yeah. Still, size yeah. wise, it's like. But like Gen Con has, like I think. I mean, Lucas two. Oil's conference buildings are huge. Right. They are, they are like much larger but they i think they have like two exhibit halls together if i remember right yeah they're like adjacent yeah mm-hmm. and dragon con is spread out amongst multiple buildings oh you brought up dragon con it's coming up yeah i'm not going this year you know who is he's been posting it no will white oh is he will white's going so, to dragon con man maybe i am going to dragon con <laughs> It's like a, this. Is it this weekend? Next weekend? It's some. It's I'd soon. I'd, I'd say I'd take my books, get them signed, but I think he's already signed them. Have him sign them again. <laughs> Double sign. Oh, did you see? He posted the. Oh, you guys don't follow him like that, do you? No, I do follow him on Twitter, and I saw he had posted something. Did you see he posted the uh, mean... soon to launch Kickstarter books four through six and oh, pictures of them? Man. No, I haven't nope. seen that. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's officially a Will White podcast again. Okay. Okay, bring <laughs> it back. So, uh, yeah, Will White's going to be at Dragon Con. I don't know if Travis Baltry is. I didn't see, but Will is. And uh, the next Kickstarter launch is 
soon. Amazing. I know, right? And Will's going to have to buy six books this time. Yep, and now that I didn't crash my truck. <laughs> yeah, this time around, you're okay. Yep. Things are fine. Yep, You got a promotion. Fine. You got raises. Yep. Every, you haven't had any major expense at this point. No. So you're going to buy a bunch of mm-hmm. collector's books. <laughs> and actually get to read them. I've only ever listened to the audio books. Mm. So I've never physically read them. So This would be a good way to do it, too, because you don't yeah. have to read it digitally. Yep. Yeah. Man. Exciting. Oh, he's doing like a get-together uh, at a hotel after the convention, too. Like in the lobby. And you're really it's like for fans. It's like a fan meeting. Where, where, like where hang is out. Dragon Con? That's what it's. Is it Georgia? Yeah, it's it's in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, so he lives Ooh. in Florida. That's why. Yeah. I'd still make the trip. It is it's so tempting. Would we be willing to drag carpool down for a day to meet Will White? I mean, I'm I'm well, open to it. It takes right? a day to drive down. Uh, not if you have three of us. <laughs> no, it takes like twelve hours to drive down. Well, it's not a day. That's half a day, Pat. And that's only four hours of drive. Dude, it takes me 12 hours to drive to North Carolina with a car full of people, and I'm the only driver. So what I'm saying is (laughs) we can't just drive down there, meet him, and then come back. No, because we'd have to stay for the lobby. Right. So we have to have one night of a hotel stay. So it would take three days. No. We leave stupid early, get down for the con. We, we go to the con for a little bit. We meet him at the meet and greet, hang out, one night hotel, drive back the next day. All right. Sold. <laughs> We're all like. The next dra- special episode is going to be <laughs> Dragon, Dragon Con. con. How, how the... Regret that. <laughs> oh, it would take us weeks to recover oh, yeah. the way you and I are. Cool. Will would be oh. like, you guys are old. Mentally, he would be physically, true. financially, the, re- the recovery is going to take so long. <laughs> but but yeah. we get to hang out with Will White. This is almost... <laughs> so we're a comic book slash Will White podcast. <laughs> That's Basically at this right. point. At this point. Ah, oh, shoot. So uh, yeah. did... You guys, uh, was there anything that you saw or, or anything that you wanted to talk about personally? I mean, I was there. I saw a lot more. I did more. but Yeah, the, the artists were really cool. Um, uh, we saw a lot of really cool. Um, I bought some shirts. You did? Yeah. You're wearing right. one now, but not one of your like un- super no. unique ones. So I will say that if you want cool nerd shirts, uh, the company was called Shark Robot. You know, like sharkrobot.com. They have Pokemon, Final Fantasy. I think they had some Studio Ghibli stuff. Mm-hmm. I think so. If it was the right Ninja boost. Squirtles. Yeah, though. they did. Yeah, yeah I need I need to get that shirt. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I will definitely promote them because they had a lot of cool art. It's true. Yeah, I got a, my daughter an Eevee Evolution shirt with like these cool neon designs. And a shirt for my wife with the evolutions of Charmander uh, eating ramen. It's like in a giant bowl. They're like hanging yeah, out. Yeah, I got in the it same one, but uh, it's got Bulbasaur on it. That's I, my favorite. Think. I like Bulbasaur. And then we all got yeah. those really cool music sheets. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't buy any. Oh, you didn't buy any? You didn't buy one at all? No, nah, I looked. I'm like, mm, these are cool, but. But not your. Not, not your cool. I'm I'm a, I'm a pass. I'm gonna hang them up in my office at work. 
Oh, yeah. Why don't yeah. you explain what it is? It's a music seat from popular uh, culture, films, and things, mm-hmm. TV shows, that has artwork of that TV show on it and a song from it. Yeah, so the artwork is almost like screen printed. I would. It almost looks like it's yeah, like I would like a so. screen yeah. printed right. kind of piece. Well, I think of the artwork. whole thing is just printed can, straight on. Yeah, you can you can do multiple layers of screen printing. So they mm. they did the. I think most of the it look from what I remember, they would print the art, and then they just print the sheet music over the top of yep. it. Yeah, and they look really neat. Except I got, for I got a couple for my wife. That oh, my wife loved those. By the way, did she loved my, them. My favorite was the Kirby one. I didn't see the Kirby one. The, there's that. Oh uh, yes, no. That, it was sucking. That, it was sucking the notes in. Yeah, because it, yeah, it was, it was the thing like, where it was like, yeah, sucking it in. It was, yeah, they like swirled the notes so it looked like he was sucking that's them in. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, so you couldn't use it the way you could the other ones, but it was awesome. It, yeah. Yeah, my wife loved that Spirited Away one. I think the like, oh, the, the Animaniacs and the Mickey uh, and the Brain were also very hard to read. Just because yeah, because they the, have a background. Yeah, they, had a, they actually have a like dark a full blue scene. background, and yeah, but still awesome. Yeah, I got Batman the animated series with all the characters on, which it. does not surprise me in the no, least. No, and and X Men, do 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 do. Yeah, it was really cool. Though I wasn't gonna get myself one besides the Batman, but the X Men one's like my favorite theme music from that era, pretty much. And then I also got a really cool messenger bag. Yeah, yeah. Enterprise D on it. It's a nice bag too. It's a very nice bag. No. He didn't want have to you, get it. Have Have you had a chance to use it? I used it to haul those music seats around. Yeah. <laughs> so work. technically, I've used it. Good. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And then I got a I got a poster, a cool Mandalorian poster. Yeah, you oh, that's that right awesome. from Heroic Fine Arts Gallery. Yes, I've bought art from a a licensed gallery um, individual. And uh, it was signed by... So it did some, have the signature from signature. the artist? Yeah. Nice. Yep. You yeah. know, Bo-Katan was there. You should have paid to get her to oh, sign that it. Been cool. That would have been very cool. Katie Sackhoff was there. You could have... Because that could have... Anytime any of them was at a con, you could have had them sign it. Then. Well, he could still do it. I mean... That's true. Yeah. You could yep. look that up, take that with you each time. That could be your con and, thing. I'll, I'll have Will White sign it. <laughs> I mean, Stop. you can. But... Do you like Mandalorian? Not really. Sign my poster. <laughs> Sign my poster. He's like, I didn't even work on this. Is it, do you see the lack of caring on my face? <laughs> You're like, I want your autograph on something besides my books. I already have that, man. Yeah. But <laughs> that is, that would be ridiculous. Taking things to have signed by people that have oh, nothing yeah. to do with it. I mean, I still think it's going to be great. We got to find Zachary Levi again. Oh. Don't bring... say it. Don't say the idea. Okay. I because won't say if because we can't have other people doing it before us, it's possible that it's, other people aren't doing it. It might be everybody, folks, <laughs> that we've had an original idea, but we weren't going to tell you what it is. If not completely original, probably rare. very, very rare. Probably, yeah. So you can't say what it is because Fine. I regret not doing it. Not until <laughs> But I wouldn't have had the it. budget to do what I did if I would have bought that. Yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't that would have been my thing. Right. So what what so. did you buy, Chris? What well, like to... I had to make a phone call to my wife. <laughs> I had to call the banker. 
<laughs> so we had discussed earlier about the possibility of me finding something cool, trying you know trying to get something to to celebrate my promotion, maybe put something on my desk, but there wasn't a whole lot of stuff there that I was like, oh man, that's what I need, right? And I found something on I don't remember if it was Friday or Saturday. I think it was Saturday, and I saw it and I looked through every single one. It was at the Heroic Fine Arts Gallery that Will bought his Mandalorian poster. Yep. And they had some other really cool stuff. Like, they had a lot oh, of yeah. neat stuff there. Um, they also have a Facebook page. And uh, and so if you do want to see their stuff, they have a website. Like, if you just type in mm-hmm. Heroic Fine Arts Gallery. They sell stuff like on that. eBay, too. So um, I didn't find their eBay store, but I did find... I did look at their website. They did not have what I bought from them on their website that I could find. Um, But I will definitely look for them at each con I go to. I think that that would be a place that... Depending on the frequency of the con. Well, I was thinking, like, even to get things like what you got, they were reasonably priced. Okay. my What I bought was reasonably (laughs) priced for what it was. Yes. True. It is It is not what you would want to spend every time you go no. somewhere. So not unless I made a lot more money than I do now. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> but shovel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh as of now nobody has successfully completed the butt shovel contest currently going on. Will anyone? Will anyone tell us? What exactly a butt shovel is? We've had, we've been approached. I've been approached by two people who have some ideas. One of them went back to listen to the episode again to try to hear if there were any hints because technically there is a hint. We say something. I hit the mic. We say something that does give a hint, but if you are uninitiated to a specific thing, it will mean nothing to you is the problem. Yes. So Lost that content sea of mystery is. It's, so, <laughs> so what are you, what are we thinking? If uh, somebody doesn't get it in a few weeks, we start dropping hits on social media. We if if nobody comes close, if if people start guessing, it, and anybody comes close, I say we tell them they're close, or and, and we drop maybe a hint, or the funniest, funniest answer. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't be hard. Yeah, that wouldn't be hard. It would be or hard. It would be would it? I mean, it I would think be butt shovels are pretty hard. I knew that, that. That's what my brain said, and so I didn't say it. Because <laughs> you knew it was coming. Uh, so I was at the Heroic Fine Arts Gallery, <laughs> and they had a couple of crates of original animation cells from various cartoons. They had a few different ones. Yeah. They had... Some from Justice League. Mm. Uh, they had some from Batman Beyond. And they happen to have some from a show. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on this podcast. But it's called Batman the Animated Series. I think we've talked about it this episode <laughs> issue. So, uh, yeah. It was... Um, they had lots of different choices. They mm-hmm. had various ones of Batman. They had some of Nightwing. They had some that were just Nightwing. Right. Uh, and uh, there was one or two of those that I thought was kind of cool. And some with Robin. They had a Batman and Robin. They had one one or two that were signed by Kevin Conroy 
the voice actor of Batman, who is my favorite Batman, who's played him more than anybody else between movies and television and video games. And uh, I could definitely not afford that. (laughs) It was priced at least 100 or 200 more than the one that I... I think it was... about yeah. 50 or so so over. i knew that that one wouldn't yep. be negotiated to my budget level <laughs> right. uh and but it you know he passed away and it was very sad and um so seeing things that are signed by him make you want to get them because you're like eh, i can't get that signed any other way nope but uh no i went through and the interesting thing is, while there were a couple Batman ones that I thought were really cool, there were a few villain ones that stood out even more. I'm a big Two-Face fan in that, and there was a pretty cool one in that. Um, and they had a Rachel Ghoul that looked really good. But there was one cell that really jumped out to me. Just like, and at both times I looked through it, I looked through it two different days, and both times I was like, I'm going to get one. This is the this one. This is the one I want. And it is of Mr. Freeze. And if you've listened to the call guys this week, you've actually seen it if you watch their YouTube episode. We'll post it on our social media. Uh, mm-hmm. We should show off our stuff. We talk about it, right? We should post, post sure. the things we talk post about. Post it up. Um, so, yeah, since you're in charge of that, I will send you <laughs> photos, right? Um, but it was Mr. Freeze standing... Uh, looking into Nora's tank. Like the perspective is you're looking over his wife in cryostasis over her shoulder. You see like kind of half of her person, her hair and her shoulder. And he's got his hand up on the tank's glass and he's looking at her through that. And it's from an episode um, called uh, Deep Freeze? Frozen Heart? No. What is it called? It's Freeze something. I think it's Deep Freeze. Um but it's from season three and it is such a cool one and something cool for anybody who knows about batman or batman the animated series is that the uh, tragic origin of mr freeze's backstory of his wife and her terminal illness and the corporation being willing to shut it down and kill her to to stop his product uh project um that was made in the animated series. Before Batman the Animated Series, Mr. Freeze was just a bad guy with a cold gun. And he was That's just a really villain. Cool. Just yeah. a normal villain. And so it's cool to me that it's really cool <laughs> that Mr. Freeze was a character I've always liked since I was a kid because of the tragedy of his origin. And I, for years, didn't realize that that tragedy came from where I first saw Mr. Freach, which was from Batman the Animated Series. And buying this cell has opened my eyes as a comic lover and Batman enjoyer and made me realize that all these years where I talk about my favorite villains and favorite Batman villains, Mr. Freeze is actually one of my favorite favorite villains and i have never really thought about it but whenever he's been in like the arkham games and the stories that are tied to him and that have always been some of my favorite parts and uh like when i see comics with him on the cover even if i don't know what's been going on i'm always like oh i kind of want to read that one and it's never clicked that that means that he must be one of my favorite uh, villains right and so once i bought that and came to that realization i was like oh man 
I love Mr. Freeze. I didn't even know. This makes um, so much more sense. So Personal it's really revelations. cool. It's really cool. Yeah. And, uh, and Oh, is it? Mr. Freeze? It's really cool. Just, it's just the coolest <laughs> animation cell you can find. It really is. It was, too. Yeah. Um, and so I am glad to have gotten it. I don't normally spend a lot of money on collectibles, um, on like a single collectible. I don't do that very often. And especially if it's for me. Like, if my wife would have wanted one, I probably would have bought it for her anyway. Like, not even thought about it. But yeah, being but you, for me, I was like, <sighs> If you think about it, this is a thing you can keep, keep it safe, you know, up. Keep and then, secret. like... I was going to say that. Yes, good. And then, you know, Theo loves Batman. He does. And so, when he's older, moves out on his own, maybe he can get himself uh, an animation cell. Yeah. Yep. Leave it to him in your will. There you go. Yeah. I'm I have a feeling I'm gonna have a few more now. That's the problem with collecting things, is once you get one, if you realize it's something you really value. And I don't know if having more than one would depreciate the amount I appreciate it. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> but, you should explain what an animation cell is. So an quick. animation so cell is the actual like like piece of arranged, drawn, hand animation that was used and photographed for the television show. Yeah. This was actually taken and used in the episode of the series. So, yeah, so it's that's what makes it so cool. It's got a certificate of authenticity. It's got a, like a stamp from Warner Brothers. Um, I would like to get it signed by some of the people involved, the ones that are still around. Many of yeah. them are not. The guy that voice acted... Mr. Freeze has actually passed away as well. <laughs> so he's never going to sign it, unfortunately. Unfortunately. So. But, yeah, it was it was a cool moment. It's the only thing I bought for myself besides the, I guess I did pay the $5 to buy the sheet music, Batman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. and the X-Men one. But that was because they had a deal, and I was already buying my wife several, and I couldn't find another one for her, so I bought one or two for me. Mm-hmm. Um I thought about getting some for my kids, but I wasn't sure if they would really like them. So, yeah, that was that's why. This was the one thing, like, really the one thing that I got for me. But I guess second. I'm going to count the other sheet music. Might as well, right? Might as well. But, yeah, so it was yeah. cool. I also, um, man, I'm talking so much because I was the one that was there the most, right? Yeah, we just kind of and you had wandered the most, around the hall. And... Yeah. I did. Um Another really cool thing that you guys jump in if you want to ask questions or talk about is that I got to see, and not that this has to go on forever, but um, I got to sit in on a panel that Frank Miller did. Frank Miller, who did The Dark Knight Returns, which is considered by many to be like the best piece of Batman literature ever written. It's not my favorite, but I do understand why it's acclaimed. And I do do really enjoy aspects of it. Um, But he created 300 which we've all seen the movie of Mm -hmm. the three of us probably many of you listeners and this year is the 25th anniversary of the of the creation of the comic 300 and so the panel was it had some other artists um that are pretty big in the industry uh sitting in with him so i want to jump in there for a second and i'm so glad you didn't say the creation of the movie because that would have made you feel really old it really would have no, the movie came out like, 
I think I was out of school. Yeah, I wasn't even in school anymore when Which that movie came out. That's, that's why it would have made me feel old. Yeah. I was still in school. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, you were like three days ago, so I don't know what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> I uh, was not. You're like, that's not true. No. no. You're like, that's not true. It was still summer vacation. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that's true. They did just go back. I know. That's funny. Sorry, um, I'll stop picking on Will now. No, no, please don't. Please don't. It's one that of the is... highlights of everybody's listening experience. Okay, I will pause picking on Will now. Okay, that's better. Yeah. Um, to be continued. But he did talk about <laughs> what inspired him, uh, why he why he made 300, how he came up with the panel design. Uh, something really interesting is the original printing is vertical like a normal comic book, but if you buy the complete graphic novel, it's horizontal. It's actually long ways instead of upright oh that's and, interesting and that's because his panel design when he first did it he liked the landscape look of the horizontal but he knew nobody was going to print that and approve that for a comic so he he did it the other way because he wanted to get it made <laughs> but he knew but but as soon as it got option to go in a graphic novel he knew he was going to push to have it published sideways and the the panels elongated and, and it went sideways no it didn't it went perfectly <laughs> no it went sideways <laughs> I feel like you're both saying the same thing. We are, and we're not. We're two sides of the same coin. Two-Face. Two-Face. But, well, never mind. Who's the I'm, scratched upside? Psh, I'm definitely Harvey Dent. That is definitely Two-Face sitting oh, over there. Thanks. <laughs> We've established that. Not at this point in the recordings that people have heard, but later people will hear. Are you sure? I think yep, we, I don't believe we've called Will a villain yet, but uh, in the last several episodes, uh, he's, his, his true nature's come out. So spoilers, we do have a villain sitting with us. Also, I want to now cosplay so bad because... The Disruptor? No, that he's... Oh. Stop it. Well, yeah, We've never said that. I'm going to dress like Will. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, being there and seeing so many people cosplaying, I'm just like, I'm never coming to something like this again without doing it. It's It's too easy and fun nowadays. Right? Seems like a lot of work. And fun. I mean, if you want to be stopped by a bunch of people with cameras all the time. If you're good, just do a crappy one and have fun, and nobody will stop you. I don't know if that's actually Unless it's good crappy, and then you're going to get stopped. If it's good crappy. What's good crappy? Where it's like he didn't put in a lot of effort, but people... But he looks like him. Look, there is a... I don't know what he's on, Twitter or Instagram or whatever. This guy who does extremely bad cosplays... And I think that's how he makes his living. So you can't tell me. <laughs> oh, man. That would... Or it's like cheap cosplay. It's So, so it's, it's the polar opposite of like the guy we saw on Sunday with like the functional Iron Man suit with like the color coming up from like the snap glove yeah, and the helmet yeah. that moved and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> like people who have engineered a, a cosplay costume. Oh, but anyway, Frank Miller uh, talked about how the inspiration that he had for the 300 story, because you know it is a it is a historical tale, and he went to the movies when I think he said he was like seven years old. It was in the 60s, and he was like, he saw the movie The 300 Spartans with his dad and his brother. His dad was sitting in front of them because he didn't want to sit with them. or they No, he goes, because we didn't want to be seen with our dad or something like that. So he and his brother 
uh, his older brother, were sitting in the row behind their dad, and they watched the movie The 300 Spartans, which was a kind of a swords and sandals movie. And I actually have it on, like, DVD. I bought it in, like, a $5 bin years ago. <laughs> and uh, he remembered watching it, and at the end, you know, all the Spartans die. Leonidas dies. They And up to that point, everything he had ever watched where there were heroes, especially in that era, the heroes always won. They won. They defeated the villain. They got the girl. Like, and that was the story. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he, he said the entire conception, like his entire paradigm and understanding in his life of what truly being a hero meant shifted in that moment from being the person that wins the day for good to being the person that's willing to give up everything to do what's right. Cool. And he said that that stuck with him his entire life. And that's the why he writes the kind of stories that he writes. And they tend to be like gritty and down to earth. But, yeah. the, but the heroes in them are usually like they'll push to the very limits because that's what heroes do. And uh, but he talked about how like right then, you know, he was like, one day I want to do something with this story. And sure enough, when the opportunity came, he did. And so it was cool. And he he said he always chose aesthetic and art over uh over historical realism he said somebody asked him in the panel uh like somebody asked if he was ever criticized because it's historically inaccurate his version of mm -hmm. 300 you know like they don't wear armor they're all like naked and fighting and stuff and he goes no i've never had anybody complain about it he goes because it's it's captures the essence of the story and it just looks cool he goes, when you make something visual, you need it to stand out. You need things to... He's like, I kept their shin guards because I thought those looked cool in the in the silhouettes. And he's like, and I kept the Corinthian helmets. He mm. goes, those are the helmets they were are Corinthian hel helmets, he said. And he goes, and I like that. He goes, but putting them in armor and stuff, he goes, the first time I drew a Spartan that was historically accurate for the story, I, it looked like a, a poor man's Iron Man is what he said. <laughs> he goes, it so, just, it, lo it looked boxy and like, yeah. it didn't look exciting. So he's kind of like us when we play video games. We'll get a piece of armor, even if it's better or, you know, gear, whatever. But if it doesn't look cooler, we're not going to use it. Yeah, you just get rid of that. Yep, that's exactly what he does. Throw but with it his away. comic books. Yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> no, you save it and hope that one day they add a transmog system so you can use it and look cool at the no, same time. No, I don't time. care about looking cool. Path. Uh, I guess it's just us. Oh, Will. No, we're we are definitely Man the of aesthetics. We are. Now, if you give me the option to overwrite what it looks like so I can look cool, I will use that. But I'm not going to not use a piece of armor because I don't look cool. The only time I do that is when I'm stuck in blues when I have to regain my light level in Destiny. I don't worry right. about it until I get closer to the level cap. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. You oh, you guys just don't want to mention Destiny, even nope. though you've spent plenty of hours itching your arm wanting to get it in those veins. Don't you lie to me. <laughs> I'm really trying to ghost Destiny. Uh, uh, he said that because my wife gave me a ghost Lego thing. It's not an official Lego set. It's a knockoff, but it's on my desk. It's really cool looking, too. It is. It's I'll cool. show you a picture. Um, but yeah, Frank Miller's panel, super cool getting to listen to one of the most legendary comic creators of all time mm -hmm. uh, talk about how he did his stuff, how he has his ideas. Um, 
kind of his process is completely bonkers. And even uh, Frank Cho was on the panel, who's known to be outstanding nowadays, right? And uh, and he even made a comment that the thing that attracted him to comics, and especially Frank Miller's, is that his layouts and his designs were like so unique and different. He's like Frank Miller's been doing this for decades, and he's still putting like even his old stuff is like aesthetically more advanced in its arrangement than anything people do today. Hmm. And he's like, I don't even know how he does it. He goes, but that's what inspired him to like, he is one of the people that inspired him to, to draw comics and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. It's like, I love hearing people talk like that. That's what made that panel so good. Um, and they did have mics that were open and they asked questions and a girl talked about how her dad got her into comics. She was cosplaying as Raven and she talked about like, how Dark Knight Returns was one of like her first comics that her dad had to read and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Cool. No. Yeah. It was good. Good time. I had a great oh, time. Yeah. Saturday was outstanding. By the way, Sam Raimi was there, the director of Spider-Man, the and Evil Dead. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. The Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Um and he stayed in our hotel and uh Nick, who I was there with, rode the elevator with him. That's cool. Oh, what yeah, was like, his elevator pitch? <laughs> not to talk with him and make him feel weird inside oh, an elevator okay um but nick later saw him in the lobby during beatles fest and uh and did get a picture with him in the lobby man he didn't look at him and be like wow i really hope that gas station sushi doesn't kick in right now no uh he uh no, never mind i'm not, I'm not even gonna t- uh but i will tell you i almost had you guys bring up my spider-man movie poster with the twin towers in his eyes and sam raimi i found out would not sign that poster so i didn't have you bring it but that oh, would have been yeah, an yeah. awesome thing to have signed right would have been so cool right i could have had you bring one of my spider-man 2 posters i love those and that's like one of my favorite superhero movies of all time but anyway yeah anyway. lots of cool people if you ever get a chance to go to a comic-con I'm going to tell you right now, one of the ways you're going to boost your enjoyment, even though it costs money, but not necessarily a lot, is try to meet somebody that has worked on something that you thought was cool. Part of the reason Will and Pat didn't have as good of a time, I think, is because some cons, especially Fan Expo, uh, there are quite a few actors, voice actors, people like that, directors, writers. And if you don't really care about that, you know, which is fair, that's fine. Um, not as big of a deal, but if there's a show you like and you find out somebody's going to be there that was in it, it's a cool opportunity to get to meet somebody that you've appreciated their work. It like is. like Will White at Dragon Con <laughs> that's right. coming up in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, Labor Day weekend. I feel like is uh, it Labor Day weekend every year? I, I feel like uh, I can't go then. It's ever, it's like, have, that's one of unless those. I tell my wife I'm meeting Will White. Hey, when you listen to this this week. Sierra, uh, let me text, send me a text at my phone number and let me know if meeting Will White would be worth missing the camp out. <laughs> You're just going to be at work and she's randomly going to text you no. <laughs> just no. Uh, she'd be like, only if I could come to. That's fine. Yeah, I got a van, man. There you go. We can Not all a go. Van, van. A van, man. <laughs> but. Yeah, go to a con, though. It's fun. Cosplay. Figure out a cosplay. Even a closet one. Find what you have in your closet. See who you can look like. And at some some point, we might actually get a booth at a con. 
Yeah, then you can come see us. Then you can come see us. Yeah, and we'll have merch to give away. Sell. Sell. <laughs> we might give some away. We'll do a raffle. Sell. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get one there of them go. one of them spinny board things. Oh yeah. And you can get a Oh, we do carnival uh, games. Yeah. You can get an uh a nine by game. eleven of Pat. And you can get all the You issues. can get Pat's face in his top hat and he'll sign it for you. Sure. I'll sign my face in the top hat. <laughs> that should be your signature. Like a face in a, a top face hat. Face in a top hat. I'm not but sure anyway. how I could I don't I don't know how I could integrate that into my signature, but I'll work on it. Dude. Not very much. P- I have an idea All already. Right. I'm All gonna right. have to well, show you. We'll, I think uh, there's a way to do it. We'll work on that. Yep. We'll white Good. on that. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll white on that. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you guys have anything else? I know I I dominated this because I was there the most. I mean, but... I think you talk most of the time in these podcasts anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but just so you know, everybody listening, this is how we are all the time. Pat and I just stand there, be like, "Yep, mm-hmm. don't." Yeah, but it's because and Chris just talks and talks and talks and talks. Wow, about. I feel like that's not a compliment, but it's a dynamic that we have. It, it is, is a dynamic, and I pause. More often in our normal conversations, probably. And I cut out all my pauses on the podcast because sometimes you guys just don't say anything when I pause. So I keep well, going. I mean, Pat and I were talking. We both kind of feel bad about the... Uh, there's an issue coming up where we kind of were asleep at the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we were out real late. It's real okay. Late. I don't even know if I've listened back to that one yet. <laughs> I'm sure you will eventually. Oh, yeah, because that's my job. <laughs> that's, that's I looked over job. at Pat this. I'm like, I haven't spoken in quite a while. Pat's, Pat's just like lean back from the mic over here. Not looking like he's about to engage at all. I know. I kept looking at you guys being like, come on. I'm glad you know exactly which one we're talking I about. I do. I, I do. Don't, I don't even remember it. I can tell you the night it was and everything. <laughs> but that's yeah, okay. We went out to eat at this restaurant in Warsaw called yep, Noah to, Noah's. To, to celebrate the launch of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And then we came back to record, and it was super late. And, and Pat was, was like, was a bad liter- idea. literally half asleep, like without exaggeration. Yeah, <laughs> Eyes half closed, like the whole. Might as well have been at it. Might as well have been at an Andy Circus <laughs> panel. Might as well have been. <laughs> Uh, nothing against Andy Serkis. No, he Andy still Serkis enjoyable is enjoyable to listen to. But yeah, Pat definitely fell yeah. asleep. And th- yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, can't, I wish I wouldn't have. But. He had a lot of interesting stories. Yeah. I liked listening to the story about his parents seeing him naked on stage turning into I a dog boy. I heard that story. <laughs> Man, <laughs> theater actors and comedians have such funny stories about their parents. Could you imagine, them. though? I just feel like I, I would have told my parents. down, and if you just, that's that moment you make eye contact with your mom in the, yeah, in the or, audience. Or your dad. Or your dad. I just would have just, just said, hey, look, I understand this is like my first big role and all, but you might want to skip it. Yeah. Had they've seen you naked before. Or at this, I think it's this point in time, point. close your man. eyes. If you need to use the restroom, now this would be an be a excellent great time. time. Right? No, he had it. Also, I didn't know he liked rock climbing. That was an interesting yeah, thing. Yeah, that was yeah, cool. Yeah. Which makes sense because of how he climbs the walls when he's gone, right? That, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. No, it was it was still fun to listen to, even though it was a much more formal interview. It was a, and it was an interesting 
conversation to be. I was actually surprised it was only thirty minutes long. Yeah, which is way shorter than our podcast. Right. (laughs) I guess on that note, I'm Patrick. This is Will, and I'm Chris. And you have been listening to some guys with serious issues. <laughs> Extra issue. Extra issue. Yes. Yeah. Numero Special. uno. So. I probably yeah, just offended it. somebody by my horrible what? accent. Th- there was an accent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it fades out. You can catch the new issue of Guys with Issues each week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Or... Check out our website, guyswithissues.com, where you can listen, find reading lists, follow along, and get to know us better. You can also find us on Instagram at guys underscore with underscore issues and on Facebook at guys with issues. Send us emails to longbox at guyswithissues.com and tell us your thoughts or send us suggestions on what we should read next. We would love to hear from our listeners. You need to talk about this on the podcast. We're going to do the intro, and then you're going to be we like... We are talking. It's recording. You can just do your blah, blah, blah that magic. Is so much more work. <laughs> He's like, you do could I... just edit it. <laughs> <laughs>